0: Takes a hit, over the top, Joubertin jumps up, and he caught it! Touchdown! CeeDee leaves, Duranic,
1: into corner, CeeDee! Volatini! Here's Hubbard, breaks a tackle, reaches for the goal line, he's in for the Oklahoma State touchdown! And how's it going everybody, and welcome to Inside the Dome big 12 edition we are the big 12 fanatics here i am hank bollinger alongside me always are my good friends cade livey logan scott logan scott and garrett cannon logan i almost messed up your last name there that was a little weird it's
2: it's a tough one i understand yeah
1: logan before we get started though how is mexico are you are you enjoying your time hey and by the Uh, way congratulations we got the logan scott's the you just got engaged uh, last night. So Logan, uh, you're you're Thanks. almost there, man. How's it? How's Thanks, it, feel? buddy?
2: Appreciate it. It's good. It's been it's been a fun, fun week. Just been hanging out, chilling, drinking, having a good time. Being engaged. Yep. Nice. Were you nervous? Uh, not for that part. I was nervous to talk to her dad, but to ask her? <laughs> no, not really. It was Actually. so crazy. He did it, like, right after our
3: podcast the other night, too. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, wow. the last podcast we did. It's like, Logan, like Logan, I dude, the that. thing's running through his mind, that podcast, man. Hey, Logan, I, yeah. I really, you, know, you, you I,
1: I get it because, hey, you know, I, I'm going to go ask for Mary, But first, babe, I got to do this podcast. So, I appreciate, you I appreciate, yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> said that no. fitting time with For the time, fans, man.
2: boys. Hey, they, they got a show going on here. So, I said, hey, babe, you go watch that. I'll make it up to you later, so
1: there you go well we have a lot to talk about uh the big 12 guys just announced what they're going to do this year with their schedule they're going to have one non-conference game and they will uh have their regular non-conference game so guys basically we have a buy or sell do you guys think the big 12 got it right with everything going on do you like what they did are you guys buying or selling this year's schedule
0: i'm gonna go ahead and buy i like what they do i mean They're minimizing as much risk as possible, but also trying to give us a normal-ish season. Uh, They're giving us that one um, non-conference opponent to kind of mix things up. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to keep it within, like, you know, Midwest or something like that. They're going to try to figure out how to best uh, do it so both teams don't have to travel as far, you know, vice versa. I do like they're keeping at least all the conference games, you know, like other conferences, but they're at least giving us sort of a treat that the Big Ten and Pac-12 don't. pac is a whole nother freaking – crapshoot we might get into later but we get the conference games as well as the kind of a treat I'd like to say you know for that uh, non-conference so it'll be interesting to see like how they pick it if they're going to say stay stay with the same teams or uh, how the teams are going to pick which teams are going to play for the non-conference game so I like it I'm gonna buy it yeah
2: I'm I think I'll go ahead and buy it as well I, I I understand I think with a lot of the situation that's going on right now it's hard to make up a full schedule for every single team. So I like that they went ahead and, you know, gave us one, one non-conference game that we, that we can enjoy, give them a little bit of a tune-up game. I assume it'll be before the uh, Big 12 Conference starts. Uh, I'm intrigued to see which team will draw which opponent. Um, I know that there's several, several schools still that have two to three non-conference games still scheduled that haven't been canceled yet. So I'm I'm interested to see which ones if they get to pick which which uh, non-conference game they're going to stick with or if the Big 12 will just decide that one themselves. But yes, I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to buy this as well.
3: We talk it gets to the end of the year in college football and with the four team playoff that's still fairly recent, one of the big issues a lot of people talk about is strength of out of conference scheduling and so we've seen some of these teams try to go out and schedule better opponents to try to get a little more love from the committee and I think what the Big 12 did is they just completely got rid of that they said this is our schedule the SEC did this as well here's our schedule we're going to play one out of conference so we can no longer no longer be punished or helped by that non-conference game judge us based off of our conference opponents and so I think what the big 12 did was incredible. I think it's going to be better for the conference. I think if college football is able to finish this year and, and go through as expected, um, I, I think this really helps the big 12 this year more than any other season. So I am I'm, I'm
1: buying this. I'm throwing the kitchen sink at this. I, I love what the big 12 did. Kate, I, I, I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm buying it as well. I mean, the, with that, with, the, with the circumstances going on right now, I think it's very important that they do what they can. I think this is the best thing. But, Kate, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think this is good for the Big 12. Uh, I say that because the Big 12 is really, I think, still trying to fight for being a second-best, you know, team when it comes to college fo- – second-best conference when it comes to college football. Okay. I think the Big 10, obviously, is ahead of them in the SEC. And I think when you take those non – those non-conference games out that's really where the big 12 that's really the only opportunity like any other conference time to shine and show off besides bowl games so i to me i think it kind of hurts the big 12 a little bit because they're not you know the biggest factor texas isn't playing lsu anymore you know that's a big that's a big game for our conference because if texas wins that game texas wins that game that's huge that that makes us look a lot better that makes the big 12 um alone more so i i don't know if i really love it for the conference it's just unfortunate Um, so that's just kind of my take on it. Um, but I agree with most of the stuff you said there, Cade.
2: So, so has the SEC came out and said what they're doing yet?
1: Yeah, they're just all conference. They're They're doing, they're doing all conference. They're not going to have a non-conference. So Hank, Hank, I I have a question for you though.
3: Yeah. So if if you remember the first year of the 14 playoff in college football, we had Mm -hmm. a big 12 with a 11 and one Baylor and an 11 and one TCU. And they were ranked 3-4 and four going into the last weekend. Well, okay. the Big 12 didn't have a conference championship game at this time, given that hurt it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. But we had two teams in the top four. And by the end of conference championship week, both teams were out of the playoff picture. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know how that happens. How when, if you don't play a week, you become worse or a team becomes better than you. But... What was the big knock on TCU and Baylor that year? Uh, they did not schedule anyone in the non-conference. Yeah. They they played cupcakes. Their three non-conference games, they played yes. cupcakes. That was the big knock on TCU and Baylor. That's why teams like Ohio State were able to jump in and get into that playoff, which they eventually went on to win the national title. But that's why I think this helps the big 12 is because Mm -hmm. they're no longer going to be punished because either way, let's say Texas plays LSU. I think, I just don't think it matters because if Texas loses, they get punished either way. But if they win, well, you still have to play Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, Baylor, all the other teams in the big 12. So I just, that that's why I love what the big
1: 12 did. Cause I think they will get more respect from that. Okay. I mean, I, I get it from your standpoint. I mean, I, 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 get, I, I understand your argument and I can, I can get your argument. It's, it's, but for me, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like other conferences don't look at the big 12 as superior enough for them just to have an all con- kind of like the ACC to me, the ACC is kind of like the big 12 when it comes to, I think the baseball is obviously better than the ACC, but you know, Clemson, when they run the, when they run the table, it's just like, man, they didn't really play anybody that good kind of thing. And I feel like people from different conferences think that about the Big 12. I don't think that about the Big 12. I think there's plenty of good teams in the Big 12, with Oklahoma, Texas, K-State, Baylor, Oklahoma State. I mean, the list goes on and on. But, you know, it, either way, I think the Big 12 did what they thought was best for um, this, for what's going on, for all the circumstances going on. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely weird. I want to ask you guys a question, though, when it comes to just regarding the Big 12 – uh, who do you think benefited the most? Which school do you guys think benefited the most? Logan, you can go.
2: Um, I would probably say, depending on who they end up getting as their non-conference game, probably Oklahoma. It gives you two games where you don't have to worry about injuries. It it does it does cause for a little bit of. Um, maybe lack of depth preparation. If if you follow um, the the younger guys who, if somebody does get hurt, a lot of times get a lot of reps in those games that they won't be getting this year. But I believe that Oklahoma's probably got to benefit the most. I mean, they're projected to be the top of the Big 12. And I think that not having to chance any injuries is probably the best thing to do, or is the best – best scenario for him definitely Cade what do you think yeah this definitely helps OU
3: more than anyone OU's already got the brand name they've already got the support they've already got the appearances in the college football playoff this decision helps OU more than anyone because this is also a football team we expect to come in in the year and have national championship expectations and so when you take away those non-conference games, you take away those chances for injury and just, you know, the traveling, playing poorly, just avoiding all those issues, keeping it tight knit within your conference. Oh, you definitely won this decision by the big 12.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be the the third person to agree here, but that's agree Then, them Like Logan mentioned, Kate mentioned, um, they're definitely the one that they's going to be benefiting from this. Um, uh, as Logan mentioned before, um, not having to worry about another couple of games, uh, non-conference, where you might risk injuring a starter and some stupid, like, you know, being up and just having a stupid play, a chance play that they get injured for the rest of the year. Uh, being able to focus more on the Big 12 opponents. Um, you don't have to focus on another two uh, non-conference teams. You only focus on one after that. It's just, you know, everyone else's game plan, you can field more to them, uh, catered more to their styles, how they're going to play. And I just think, yeah, I think Oklahoma won this thing. It's going to benefit all of them, I think, especially if uh, one of them schedules a nice out-of-conference team and they end up winning it. You never know. But I'm thinking, uh, yeah, OU won this one. I'm. But I uh, think
2: I can tell you – that there's one team that is not going to be benefit from this, and that is my Kansas Jayhawks, because that gives <laughs> yeah. us two less winning opportunities this year. Yeah, that really hurts, hurts
1: KU the most. I was, I was thinking about KU when it comes yeah. to teams getting hurt. KU is definitely up there on the list because they had a good chance to go 3-0 start the year. You know how bad they are. KU had the best, one of the better chances to go 3-0. Um, I think a team – I'm not going to say OU because you guys said OU, but I agree with you guys. Um, Texas, I think, as well. Um, it helps them a lot because if you think about it, Texas always, as even though they are overrated, they usually start out pretty hot. They usually start out with a lot of confidence. And I think when it, the, the year goes on, that's when Texas kind of dies down a little bit. Because, um, yeah, usually every year they are overrated. Like last year, they played with LSU for four, for four quarters last year. I mean, that team, that Texas team looked good against LSU last year. Um, now, with having no conference, non, no, I'm sorry, with having those two games gone now, I mean, Texas is going to play LSU. So they're probably going to win their one non-conference and they're going to play K-State. So the only thing I'm worried about is the confidence the Longhorns might have when they go to Manhattan that uh, first Big 12 week when they play the Wildcats. So if the schedule remains the same, I don't know if the schedule is completely the same, but uh, if it is the same, K State will be the first. Ass- I would assume the Big Texas 12 plays. one would stay the same. Yeah, you would think so. The only thing that might change what might be might be dates. Um, yeah, yeah, But I think I think the schedule uh, should stay um, pretty pretty ne- neutral. Uh, what's another team besides KU that you guys think
2: it hurts? You know. I mean, just just those lower end, those lower uh, those lower end teams, uh, simply because those could be used as tune up games. Those could be used as games that could 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 help you know find find some guys that you didn't know were going to step up to be big time players on your team that you might notice in some of those smaller games where they get an opportunity to play, but you're not going to get that opportunity this year when. You only have one game, and then, like you said, Texas is going to Manhattan, and, you know, I don't know who everybody else got. I think Baylor's probably got a second non-conference easy win against Kansas, but outside of that, everybody's going to have to play some pretty good teams, it seems like. Definitely.
1: I think K-State hurts K-State a lot, honestly, because K-State's three non-conference games weren't super challenging. I mean, there were games where they should have won all three of them. So, starting off the season, 3-0 was going to help them a lot. Now it's more like they got the – Step it up a little bit faster, so it's going to change a lot of things. I think I'm a Baylor is going to be a lot better this year. Now they're going to be the most advantaged because they are the most experienced team in the Big Twelve. Um, but guys, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh TCU right now. TCU uh, is kind of having kind of a weird thing going on right now. A player, uh, Dylan Jordan, uh, the redshirt freshman uh last year, her redshirted uh, the year for TCU, plays on the defense. He posted a tweet. Uh, he you know, wrote something on his notes and posted about it. And guys, basically what the tweet said uh, was basically calling out Gary Patterson on some of the words that he was using in practice and that kind of stuff. And Gary Patterson came out and apologized. Uh, he was the, the player was saying how he went out there and he was saying the N-word at practice and stuff like that and using it and uh, explain something. Um, Gary Patterson apologized today uh, for saying the N-word. And so, Guys, the biggest thing I want to talk about it, because uh, I know you guys looked at the tweet and everything like that. You know, players were backing Dylan Jordan, and players were also backing Coach Patterson here. It was kind of like a 50-50 split. I mean, I know you don't have to pick which side you're on. I mean, to me, I think both of them are in the wrong. I think Dylan Jordan, I think that tweet didn't really make a lot of sense to me. The way he the way at least he expressed it. I agree with him 100% whenever he said that coaches or anybody should not be saying the N-word. Uh at any time it's not even no circumstance that makes any sense. That's just one of the worst things you can say. And coach Gary Patterson is saying that at the practice field is not right. Um, But on the other hand, I don't agree with Dylan Jordan uh, kind of the way he came after it, you know, the kind of way he said it. Um, But I'll let you guys go and then I'll brief in some more kid. You want to go first? Yeah,
3: I was, I thought it was interesting. I went back and I reread that from that tweet he posted and from what I read, was the
1: conversation
3: saying that coaches were using the N-word in team
1: meetings or was it the players who were? It was, I think it was the player. I think it was Dylan Jordan specifically is what – because Gary Patterson was saying that, hey, you need to quit saying, you know, the N-word in our meetings and stuff like that. I think that's basically what was going on. Um, so – I mean, however you want to take that. I I think – I think it's – obviously, it's probably just a team rule. I think most uh, schools have that as a team rule where that that can never be said. But who knows? I mean, I've never been to a D1 practice.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so that's my thing with that. That word is not a word that I believe should ever be used by anyone. But it kind of has been assimilated into a specific culture. And when that word is being used constantly, it it gets – used more often in your vocabulary and you become accustomed to that word. And unfortunately, in the times we're living in now, I think, I think we're trying to get away from it, uh, but unfortunately it is still used. And I, I think a big thing we need to look at too, and I think this is how businesses in the free world operate as well, if a manager or your boss tells you you can't do this or you can't do that while you're on company time, then you have to abide by those rules or else you get fired or whatever. You get punished, whatever. And I think Gary Patterson has this culture that he's established at TCU. And there are expectations for these players. And if there is a rule that it's not being abided by, I think you need to sit down with that player and have a discussion with that player one-on-one about his actions and what is going on. I am very skeptical about this player, though, because in that tweet, he had said, I didn't get the playing time I expected at TCU, so it seemed like there was already a little bit of a grudge going against Coach Patterson.
1: As soon as as I read that part, Cade, I was immediately like, well, now – Whenever since you said that right to start off, that obviously seems like more biased towards him, kinda of, if that makes sense. Yeah, and
3: so going back and looking at it, I was like, Well, this player was kinda of out to get his coach. And I, I I just think with TCU in general, there's been a lot of frustration in the football program the past couple of years. They've been a six and six team and they haven't been winning like they were several years ago. But I don't really know what this player was trying to get at or like if he was trying to change something within the TCU football team, that locker room, you know, within the coaches. I don't know I don't know what it was, but I I'm a little eerie
1: because of how he started that tweet. Yeah, I mean, Dylan Jordan, he actually came from uh Pittsburgh, Kansas high school is where he graduated. Uh, before he uh, went to TCU so the kid obviously has a lot of talent I mean if you look at him look at his stats in high school I mean he, he was a good player uh, the thing that like you were saying Kate is immediately when he talked about his playing time I mean think about it TCU has a really good defense I think most people know that in the Big 12 TCU I, I mean they're the best linebacker in in the sport I'm sorry not in the sport but in at least for sure the Big 12 at, uh, I think his name is Garrett Wallow I think his name uh, so, I mean, if, if he's a linebacker, I can tell you right now, no wonder he's got a red shirt. I, I he has to be upset that he was red shirt because I mean, if, I mean, if I'm a freshman going into TCU and you see all those studs on defense, I'd want a red shirt. I mean, there's no way you're going to play. Um, and I get coaches promise, you know, that, Hey, you're going to get playing time, but man, I mean, coaches are just trying to get guys there. They're trying to get studs there. And so I think, it's, I don't know why he was so upset about not playing this first year. I mean, man, he got a red shirt. Now he has four more years still to play, and he gets to learn from all those studs defensive guys. From my standpoint, I don't know why he'd be upset about that. Um, but, I mean, I get, I get it. People have different opinions about that. So, I can understand, I guess. But, I mean, to me, you're going into TCU. You're a red shirt freshman. You have Garrett Wall, the best uh, Big 12 defensive linebacker. Uh, you know, great cornerbacks, great safeties. So, I'm just – to me, it didn't make sense, especially how we started out with that. Um, but, Logan, I think you can go ahead and go.
2: Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just going to start out. <clears throat> first off, using the N-word in any situation by anybody at any time is not is not okay, in my opinion. there A lot of coaches, at least in my experience, every coach I ever had, using that language was not tolerated. If you want to use that language – You know, whenever you're by yourself in your free time, that's fine. But inside of the team atmosphere, it was never allowed. Now, Gary Patterson should never use the N-word under any circumstances. Ever. But I will say, having said that, that reading that tweet made that TCU player sound like a crying little baby. When When I read that, I, I literally thought, I was like, is this kid 12 years old? Like, do you not understand how college football works? Coaches tell you what you want to hear so that you come to their program so that they can groom you into what they, they, can, what, what they see your potential being. And you're going to cry because you had to redshirt a year? Most players have to redshirt a year. Unless you're a five-star guy or a really high four-star guy and, and you're going to a good program like TCU, you're going to redshirt. Like, it's, it's, it's just that simple.
1: Not to mention one of the better defenses in the big 12 is yeah. which and yeah. he was on like, the defensive side. If I'm, if I'm right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and so, so that just kind of, I'm like, when I read that, I was like, this guy's dumb first off, but, and so then as he goes on saying that him and his team all decide they weren't going to go out to practice, that's fine with everything going on. Peaceful protest is cool, whatever. But at the same time, you guys are there to do a job. And by you refusing to do a job, what, 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 what does that say about you? Like you, 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 you were brought there to play football. You refuse to play football and you expect to be able to get playing time. So, so he wants to get playing time by sitting out from practice and complaining about his coach i it it, it just doesn't seem rational to me in any way shape or form i i don't understand it now logan i do have a question for you because you did
3: play college football correct yes yeah so coming from that locker room perspective as a player and the expectations the coaches had for you Mm-hmm. and that specific culture that they had set for that football program. Do, do you think there's a little bit of leeway when it comes to these players and team meetings using language, or how was the structure of your meetings and your interactions
2: with your coaches set up? So anytime a coach was around and they heard that, that type of language, there was some sort of punishment involved. Okay, so, so anytime that language was being used – there's some sort of punishment around it but when 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 it was like in the locker room and there was no you know no coaches or training staff around it's kind of a free for all is what it kind of ended up being but in the meeting rooms there's pretty much no talking unless unless you're asked a question but especially not that language that you know in in the meeting rooms it's seen as like a business it's like a business time like that's you know you're there for like a business meeting you could say but it's it's definitely not seen as a time that you can you know just freely speak your mind Garrett what do you
1: what do you think about it
0: yeah as I was gonna say yeah coming off Logan saying, yeah I played uh, I was in the college football as well and I, I agree with everything Logan said uh, when you're around coaches and staff you're supposed to be on uh, your utmost behavior I mean you could be you know, friendly with them, obviously. it don't want to be in like a dictatorship. But, like he said, I mean, it's like a business meeting where you're, in, you're especially, I mean, most of the time you're with coaches and so stuff, you're discussing your business, which is playing football. Uh, whether that be like your positions, um, going over the team, going over film, whatever it is? Yeah, language of any sort, any kind of cursing uh, was generally not included, I think, and encouraged, unless it was from the football coach or <laughs> that guy. Uh, cussing you out. But like you said, you're only supposed to speak really when you're spoken to in those settings, but it is kind of a free for all once you're in the locker room, just your, your friends and your teammates and all that. Um, but going back to this situation. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've all mentioned it. It is never okay to say that word. Um, no matter who you are, and even more not okay to say that word being Gary Patterson. Um, he could have done a lot better job of getting around that. Um, I do see his side, though, of, like, you know, like we just mentioned, keeping it a business, keeping everything straight, um, having that culture, trying to build in a program. Um, I know he probably – I mean, again, I'm not a TCU player, never been there. Um, I'm pretty sure he doesn't allow any kind of cursing or any curse words allowed. So, I think he was just saying that to him, but it was the way he went about it that rubbed everyone, I think, the wrong way. Like, yeah, he should never say that word. But going back to the kid, he again, he went – about it a little bit different way. Uh, he should have either one, him or Patterson, should have brought him in one-on-one, had a talk with him. Um, like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Um, this is the kind of culture I'm trying to instill. And then he could have talked to his side about, like hey, this is how I feel. And I think that could have gone way a lot better, be a lot smoother on both ends. But like I said, it makes Gary Patterson not look good, using that word, but I do see his side trying to instill that culture, not wanting someone to disrupt meetings, especially your curse words. Um, and then I see his side as well of the player, of being like, yeah, that's an offensive word. You should never use it, especially being in your position and being Gary Patterson. But he did come off – he did not go about the right way at all. He came off a little uh, bratty, had to say, kind of like, oh, he promised he was playing time. Like like we mentioned, you get promised playing time if you're a scrub, honestly. <laughs> They're going to be yeah. like, yeah, man, like sometime. You're might yeah. in if he, Yeah. I mean he got time. He's a, great, I think, he's a great player. Like Hank mentioned. Like, I mean, I've looked at some of his stuff. He's a, he's gonna play at some point, but coming into one of the top defenses in the Big Twelve, it's honestly probably better for him if he registers. I, I mean, would I'd almost want to register. I, I don't yeah. know. Like
1: I think people I, I get it, everyone's different, but I mean going into a program like that, I, like when it comes to a defensive program with a really good coach, a really well known coach, I'd almost want to register. I'd want like give me a year to train, get bigger and stronger faster. And then I got four years to play. Four years And don't they play.
0: have the I say don't they have that are they still doing the new register rules where you can play like three or four you games you can play in you can
1: play in four you can be seen in four games in D one uh, yeah. maybe maybe all and you can still on. you can
0: still hang on to your register uh, yeah. yeah yeah
1: let's see yeah he could do that even which is great. I mean yeah he saw like I said he saw timing against KU and he, like somebody else, I couldn't remember who. But you know, another thing I wanna bring up about what he said and why I think he went around went about the wrong way. You know, we obviously – none of us were there. We were not there. We don't know exactly what was said or how it was said. I mean, only the coaches and the players know. No one else knows. Um, Everything else, we're we're just hearing from other people. Um, So, we have to think about that while we're talking about this. But the only thing I can think of, because he also talked about how Gary Patterson was making fun of him uh, or, like, embarrassing him about having the National – was it National Girlfriend Day? Uh, like a few years ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how Coach Patterson was uh, just kind of giving them crap about it. To me, like I said, none of us were there, but I wonder if, I mean, was Gary Passion actually making fun of them or just just kind of just like screwing with them just to like make a laugh? I, that didn't make any sense to me on why you brought that up. I, I mean, I think you were just trying to embarrass so them, maybe.
2: It definitely seemed but, out of context. I, I can say that I, I've had coaches that. Like, like my my offensive line coach at Southern, you know it, he he would always come in and if he saw something on one of our social medias, you know he, he'd give us a hard time about it if we
0: retweeted something weird or something like that. Or bro, that. I, had a, I had a coach who got when I we were doing these passing drills and catching drills receivers, and I dropped a catch, and he walked by. i the head coach, and he's like, "This is why we recruit." <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but. <laughs>
2: But yeah, like so go, going back to something that Garrett said, you know, he, he was talking about how Gary Patterson went about it. And I, I I just you know, there's a lot of coaches that use use players as examples so that not so that everybody else can see it. Because if he sets him down and has a one on one conversation, what what's gonna stop the guy who is you know in the same meeting room as him from doing the exact same thing? So sometimes they, they set an example at practice where everybody else can see so that they, they can nip it in the butt, say it to one guy, and hopefully everybody else is listening, and they can cut it out and just stop it right there. So I think yeah, yeah, like that's, that's probably what he was doing. Should he have said that word? No. no. <laughs> but if he would have said, hey, you know, you shouldn't be throwing around the N-word, that would be a different story. He should not have yeah. said the word. But sometimes coaches set examples in front of other players so that they don't yeah, have, to, see that so side they don't have to have an individual conversation with all 140 players, however many they have. At this time, it could be even more than 140. But Yeah, I was, I,
0: I was thinking about that, like the, Chubba, the Chubba, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, Chuba, yeah. Oh, Chuba Hubbard. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like that whole situation, though, like how they went about it. And that one was more of a one-on-one conversation, I feel like, because that was his personal view for Chuba. Yeah. Uh, with him but yeah I agree with you on this one I just that's why the one-on-one thing came to mind for me another big 12 controversy thing between coach and players but yeah I know this I think as you mentioned it should have the way that he went about it I think it used like you said he should have said it in front of everyone made an example out of him but again he should never have used the N word at all in any context yeah. Yeah. and then but I think the way if he took that to con- even if he didn't use that and he decided to take that to heart like he was attacking him then they can make a one-on-one or the player can set up ones yeah. and make it like that. You know, there's a reason,
1: and Garrett and Logan, you guys have more experience with this than me and Kate, obviously, because you guys played uh, college football. Um, there's a reason why there's close practices. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, I mean there, there's a lot of things said. There's a lot of things that they do that they don't want people seeing. I remember yep. when I went to K-State for a visit and uh, – just pretty much just – I went to the football field because I was just walking around. Just, I think, Garrett, you might have been with me, honestly. Yeah, and we exactly. went to, yeah I remember We too. went to the football field to watch the, just the practice just as, you know, high school kids. And a coach comes up. He's like, hey, you guys need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> just kind of yeah. like they don't, they don't let anybody watch. They don't want – because, I mean, what goes on in the field is pretty serious stuff. I mean, I'm sure a lot of words that they say aren't the best words. I'm, I'm, I know that they're doing some really intense things that they don't want people seeing that might even, not even be 100% uh, legal when it comes to NCAA so I mean there's a ton of things going on that we don't see and I think that in that practice I guarantee you coach Patterson was probably just not in the right mindset he was probably just in a bad mood you know apparently I mean it's probably just a hot Texas day I mean there's a whole bunch of things that could be added on to and i why he said that but there's no circumstance on why I can back up Gary Patterson for saying that actual word but um, I can get it when it comes to I, I guess he was just probably frustrated and I mean, he did apologize for saying the word, so that's good, but um, yeah,
0: I'm not def- yeah, I'm not defending Gary Patterson. He has to yeah, know yeah. what he did was wrong. There's no excuse he, for it at yeah, all. And you
1: know, I've heard, you know, the kid, like you said, he grew up, I think he grew up South of Joplin in a NDO show and he transferred to Pitt high, Pittsburgh high school in Kansas across the border. And uh, I mean, everything I've heard about him, he's a good kid, you know, good guy. Uh, I haven't heard anything bad about him. I think it's, I, I think he's probably just frustrated this past year he's been at TCU uh, with Pope just not playing and being retrograde. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things to it that we don't even know um, that nobody knows, I think just players and coaches. But I think the players and coaches need to get together and, you know, figure that out because you don't want guys transferring, uh, especially right now, um, which I know was talked about. Maybe he'll transfer to Pitt or something. I don't know. But I doubt – hopefully he'll at TCU. I don't want, don't want him to go anywhere else. But, um, Kay, do you have anything else you want to add?
3: Yeah, so one of the other things I found interesting about this situation is the way this player put it out there and stated what he had to say, it seemed to me almost as if he was trying to get at Gary Patterson and almost make it seem like Gary Patterson said that word just like casually or he had said that word often. Now, that was worrisome to me. Because no player ever to come out of Gary Patterson's program has ever stated or said that Gary Patterson has used that word or said anything in context that would resemble anything like this player was claiming. But so I just – and I just don't know if that's good for teams – like when you have this individual coming out and saying, you, you know, the coach is this, he's bad, he did this and this and this, and the whole team didn't show up to practice, correct?
2: Yeah, it's it's absolutely not good because it's dividing the team.
1: I think – well, I well, I, all I know is that players were backing up Harrison. Some players were backing up uh, Mr. Jordan. So I, I don't know exactly – I, I'm sure some people went to practice some people didn't I, I didn't hear the whole team didn't go to practice. I think it was just a group of guys, uh, but i don't I don't know hundred percent
3: yeah, but the point I was making though is that that's not good for a football team, and i I just like I said, I don't know this player's motives i like if it was really how he told it, then you know obviously Gary Patterson's taken the right steps and apologized and spoken his piece but j- just because you're upset at a coach because you're not getting playing time I don't think the best way to go about that is call racism on him and I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most about the situation
2: well and to me it's it's only gonna hurt this kid if you want my opinion because he spoke out about something he believes on, but he, he, he ruined the relationship that could have been there between him and the head coach and possibly the other coaches, depending on what, what stance they took on it. But it, it also kind of – I mean, in a locker room setting, it hurts him because if – am I going to trust this guy? Do I have to be careful about what I'm going to say around this guy? Is he going to go and just tweet it out to the whole world you know, if I, if I say a joke around him or something, like, is it, I mean, obviously this isn't a joke, but it's one of those things that it's like, can I trust this guy coming from a teammate and a coach's stance? Would, would you trust this guy? Would you want to trust him to do his job on the field and trust him off the field in the locker room?
1: It'd be tough. I mean, mean, it makes it tough because it feels like, you know, he doesn't, as a coach you know like he doesn't trust you and then you don't trust it's just a bad relationship it just starts a bad yeah. relationship that it's i, I think be, it hurts him i, I think it, i think it can be resolved and i think something can happen to where that trust can be regained um but you know i don't know i don't know dylan jordan's time at tcu i don't know if he's you know i assume gary pat I, everything i hear about gary patterson is good that uh, he's good with his players that everyone loves gary patterson never heard a bad thing about him really um but i i don't know I, I would think there will be steps taken to, you know, regain that relationship. I I don't, I don't see Dylan Jordan transferring or anything like that, but, uh, but no, look, I I agree with what you're saying, that it can create something that's just that might never, might never heal. It it might, it might create a relationship that just never can uh, go back to what it was.
2: Yeah. And it, it makes me think because the way he started that out talking about not, not having playing time and kind of, throwing a little jab about how coach made fun of me for posting about my girlfriend and whatever kind of makes it seem like he's trying to say, look, you didn't give me playing time. You're going to make fun of me for something stupid like this. So I'm going to go and tell everybody, Hey, you know, you, you said the N word, which maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. We also have to consider, you know, it, it's from what I, from the way I read it, he was him and Patterson were the only two, there in that conversation so it's a he said he said he said type situation like maybe he did maybe he didn't I'm not saying
0: either way but yeah I mean it's kind of tough to yeah I mean like you want to believe the kid like to be like he wouldn't kind of come up with this you know like out of the blue yeah and you want to take but, his word for it like if you did that what's, that's completely what's Gary up, Patterson
2: yeah. what's Gary Patterson gonna do come out and say oh I never said that no because it's gonna make him look even worse than if he says you know oh, I did say that, and I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I think Gary Patterson, when he apologized, he, he made sure, he like, hey, I wasn't take, tw- like calling it towards him. I was just using it as an example. Like, hey, you got to quit saying this at in, in you know meetings. And, and I think he just kind of just – he just said it. Which, yeah, he shouldn't have said it. But I, I get – I kind of can understand Gary Patterson and why he did that, I'm sure, like I said. Mm. And, and No, I don't I'm saying – I, I don't agree with what he said. No, I'm saying, like <laughs> – I can see how somebody, I, I, when you're in practice and when, you're, when everything's intense yeah. and you're going on, how he just, like, just blurts it out like without he said, really if thinking. he said the
0: F word, the S word, the B, yeah, he would have been like, hey, don't use that word. But, yeah, he should, <laughs> there's no excuse for him ever saying that. Not the he no, not, like not, that.
2: Not saying it, but it just, to me, it's, it's one of those things that he wasn't saying it at anybody. He was He was saying it in terms of, this kid's been going around saying this in practice and everything saying hey that's not how we do things here we don't use that that word and he just said the word is it okay no but at the same time it's one of those things that like he's your coach he's your superior the only thing that to me is coming from this is that he just tweeted to the whole world that he's a crying little baby about not getting playing time is what i took from it
0: yeah i think He should, like you said, um, where am I going with this here? Yeah, he could have said, like, just actually saying, like, the N-word. Hey, man, like, stop using the N-word while we're in here. That would have, I think, already nipped in the bud um, without him having to cross that line of going into a racial, very racial, not even semi-racial, very racial word that should never be uttered at all. But he should, yeah, he should. If he would have said, hey, man, like, stop using the N-word, stop saying that, you know, I think he would have got it. Um, but like you said, I mean, he did. Like he, uh, yeah, it's a it's a messy situation for sure. Yeah. Like you said, I hope I hope stuffs get regained for trust. He he has a great season and Gary Patterson and all of them. They um, moves on from this, but yeah, we'll see how it goes in the upcoming uh, weeks for sure. How it affects the rest of this year, if we have a year. I mean, we're still on the edge of that.
1: Yeah, and definitely, and yeah, I, I I agree with everything you're saying, Gary. I mean, I I agree from his. For Dylan's standpoint, and also and also Gary's, uh, I think Dylan definitely should have went about it in a completely different way. At least I would have. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't have posted it for sure. Uh, I probably should have went straight to coach, which I I can understand how it was probably a little intimidating for him to go out of his way and talk to Gary Paris one on one. I can see that. Um, but you know, I I think just posting on Twitter is just the complete wrong way to go. We've seen that through multiple athletes before, so just, it's really nothing just another.
2: New. Just another prime example of why social media is not the best outlet for your feelings. Absolutely. Yeah, that's
1: why I deleted it for a while. I just downloaded it again <laughs> the other day, guys. So I'm, oh. I'm kind of back on it. Obviously, yeah, that's I'm why I, that's how I came on you. <laughs> I know. But um, so real quick, do you guys want to talk about the Pac-12 for just a second? Do you guys have time?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm good. We could take a, just, take a, just take a
1: few minutes. I'll just want to talk a little bit about the Pac-12. And I want you guys – I want you guys' input here because I think what the what the players are doing in the, in the Pac-12 is completely stupid. Uh, I, I cannot get – I cannot get behind it at all. They're wanting – basically, they're wanting all these demands. They're wanting 50% of all – this is just last time I read. I, it could be different. I, I could have a few numbers wrong, so don't quote me 100%. But the Pac-12 players are wanting 50% of all the profit to go – Distributed to the players, and some of it also be distributed to like charities and stuff like that, which I can get behind. But not really all the profit, fifty percent of the profit going to the players. I, to me, that's just too much. They're also wanting health insurance, like four years after they graduate or something like that. They're wanting all these demands now, all of a sudden. And the Pac-12, I don't know. I don't think they know what to do. Like, what what do you do in that situation? I, I cannot, I cannot back the players at this. In this, I don't. I, don't I, I I wouldn't imagine you guys could either. But I'm curious to see what you guys think about it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a crazy show they got going on over there. Uh, I do think, in general, um, NCAA players should get something—maybe not the full, like, full-time job benefit, but I do think that they should get some kind of royalty or at least some kind of income for they do. They are what brings a, a school a huge amount of money, especially Division One schools, especially Pac-12, Big Ten, Power Five conferences. Those athletes are bringing in tons of money for that school. Granted, yes, the school should get some. the how it's worked for everybody. Do think with the way we live, the age we live in, anything? I do think they should get some benefits. Um, I don't know what exactly that would be. I'm not having done too much research into it, but um, like you said, I think they are doing a little bit too much for sure. Um, I, yeah, Pac-12 is really. They went from uh, yeah full full schedule. Okay, conference schedule. We uh, re- even going to play a freaking down, so. Like I said, just my – I mean, I'm not, again, I don't have too much information on this. just the basis, like, we kind of went over. But my overall gist is, yeah, players should start, I think, to get some kind of uh, – um, not income, I guess, but, like, some kind of reward, I guess, for being – what they do for that university. Shouldn't be anything too crazy, like I said, like a freaking, yeah, full-time job benefits or all this. But I do think they should be rewarded for what they bring to that university and that town, that city. Um, but they are – I think it is just a – it's a crazy – crazy area crazy time we're living in, especially going on in the back the Pac-12 right now
2: yeah I uh I don't I don't know man I it's it's I don't want to get too much into it because it's some we'll probably talk about more in a different podcast but I think that in terms of paying players there should be some sort of a benefit now getting a whole um, yeah, getting a health insurance and oh, okay. sorry, I you were going another way. No, so <laughs> no, get, get, getting a whole health insurance, especially if it's—I I don't know—I'm going off what Hank said here. Four years after you're after you're out of college or whatever, it's just absurd. Even to get it yeah. while you're in college, it's just absurd. Like, yeah, if if you get injured, should they pay for your surgery? I think so, but if you contract the coronavirus while you're in a club in your school's town should that be on the school no if you get in a car accident should that be on the school no like it's I think it's just getting into too much anything that has to do with your sports is fine but to be making this demand what three four weeks before your season starts and say oh we're not playing until that there's so much legal allegations or le- legal lingo, lingo, whatever that they got to go through to even think about making this happen, let alone actually getting it in motion. There's no way, even if they tried to get it done in three to four weeks that they could make all this happen. I think
0: this kind of reminds, reminds me of that Missouri thing in 2015. You guys remember that? Uh, no. Vaguely. Yeah, the Michael,
2: they, uh, what's his name?
0: Yeah, so I, I think what happened was, um, God, I just saw it. They boycotted it, and um, I think they got the the president resigned or something at Missouri. I don't remember what the whole thing was about. Wasn't it about uh, that uh, the gay football the way the player? President, he the way he handled the race, uh, complaints about racism, I think he went about it very uh, wrong. They like, completely ignored him and kind of almost. I don't know. I don't know a full story, so I'm not getting get into that. But Missouri football players, I think like 30 or 40 of them like boycotted games and finding the head after the head coach was going back and forth trying to play Peacemaker, he sided with his players. And I mean, if you do that enough, I feel like the schools are going to just cave because that's a big portion of their income, you know? Like, I hope it doesn't get to where like, because then it's going to be just, like you mentioned, Logan, just like crazy, like four years of health insurance. I mean, come on. Like, as you mentioned, if it's, While they're playing a game, practicing on school property, and they get hurt, yes, they should be helped out at some point for surgery, uh, medical stuff. Um, Like I said before, I kind of went off that tangent. They are getting tuition. That's invaluable. Don't get me wrong. That's a great. They worked hard for it. They get free tuition. That's what a lot of people uh, want. Um, But if athletes, especially football, basketball, baseball, those main sports sit out, long enough I feel like universities like have to they almost have to like cave in unless they're going to lose that much money I mean it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out but I do believe like I mentioned back my earlier thing they should get something but yeah this is a little absurd some of the stuff they're asking I'm
3: going to agree with a lot of what Logan and Garrett said I think entitlement is a cancer to society but that's a completely different conversation in reference to the Pac-12 I think they're desperate right now. They were having discussions last year about potentially moving football games up to 9 a.m. I believe, like, was that, Garrett, do you know if that was
1: uh, Pacific time or was that? It, it was, yeah, it was West Coast West time is. so they could get people from the East and Midwest to watch their games because no one watches their games when they're on at 10, like 10 o'clock at yeah,
3: night. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't watch the games at 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's not because they suck, it's just because I don't, I have no, intention like you know yeah i don't want to watch those games alabama and our lsu already played i don't want to watch anything after that Damn, so i am
2: wildcats kids it's it's one of those things that, like if they if they start at at nine o'clock at west coast then it's noon east coast which is when everybody else starts it's 11 noon 11 or noon so it's one of those things that to, to meet with everybody else, I think that's what they're trying to discuss, which personally I thought was a great idea. I yeah, the time one them. actually kind of works out. It, it sucks for the players. Could you imagine they have to yeah, be up at West like 6 a.m.? Probably, you know, five. To, probably so 5. 5 or 6 a.m., yeah. and they'd have to be able to get in the mindset of, hey, I got to get up, get pumped up. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm ready to go and just yeah, play football. Like, that's tough. Yeah, trust cool. me. It's Logan, tough I got a 11 o'clock game. Look, I I applaud
1: you. sorry I, I just gotta applaud you real quick for doing the time zone difference right there going from nine <laughs> west coast to 12 I, I i couldn't have done that i was I, you guys great know, math up on that yeah i messed yeah, up I was, on that a lot yeah
0: yeah nine nine west coast <laughs> 11 i think yeah 11 coast, central maybe 10, baby. 10 yeah. mountain yeah 11 central then yep. 12 east Dang. yeah 12. but b-
3: back to back to my original point though i just think that The Pac-12 is really desperate right now. I think they're in a tough situation. And the players saying they're going to hold out if they don't
1: get this and this and this, it's only going to make matters worse for that conference. Definitely. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, guys, I'm – honestly, I'm scared for whenever we're older, like when we're in our 30s and 40s, um, because I feel like players are going to just keep on getting more and more and more and more. And then by the time we're 50, who knows, maybe guys will be signing contracts to go to college. I don't know. <laughs> something wild, just something crazy. You never uh,
0: know, though. Half, half a billion, billion dollar
1: deal. I feel like, I feel like every year it's, it's just getting worse and worse. And don't get me wrong, players, I think, need, do need to get paid a little bit. I think they, um, like Garrett said, I mean, they make the schools a ton of money. So they definitely need to be confiscated for, um, for something. Um no, that's the wrong word. Compensated. Okay. Compensated. Compensated. <laughs> Thank you
0: for the money that they do have, they <laughs> need to confiscate it, even more than take everything
1: they have. <laughs> My bad. Uh you guys they, they have I mean. to pay uh,
0: to
2: pay to be able to play.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I definitely agree with players that they, they need something and I, but I, I'm scared that yeah, it's just no, gonna keep no on get, they're gonna like, keep well, wanting more and more and more. It's gonna just create something really bad and next thing you know, the college football is gonna turn into the NFL.
2: It's definitely a very slippery slope. You give yeah. them a little and they could try and take it, take it all.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it's it going to be interesting.
2: It a, it's a fine uh, line
0: to walk between like something that's fair that they definitely deserve. And then them and getting being, asking for being too being much. over,
2: over, over yeah. zealous about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
0: Well, we'll, uh, I'm sure
1: that topic will come out plenty more as our podcast continues. This was the big 12, uh, this inside the dome big 12 edition. I am Hank Bollinger. My good friends, Cade Libby, Garrett Cannon, Logan Scott. Guys, thanks for being on. Logan, enjoy the rest of the time in Mexico. Uh, Guys, have a good one. Thank you guys so much for listening to Inside the Dome, Big 12 Edition. Make sure you check out our other podcast, just normal Inside the Dome. Uh, We talk all sports and everything like that. So, again, Hank Bollinger, Logan Scott, Garrett Cannon, Cade Libby. We will see you
0: guys later.